Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today New Year's Day podcast. It is the 1st of January 2024. I'm Andy Eubank. On your Monday, the podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, experienced banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com to learn more. Glad to have First Farmers Bank and Trust back with us on the Hat Daily podcast. Coming up today, C.J. Miller and Sabrina Halverson on the news, including California's Prop 12 now in effect, and looking back at trade successes in the year just ended. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says to start the year gray but mild. And the final trading day of 2023 Friday ended in a grain and oilseed market sell-off. We have analysis with Brian Basting on on the Hoosier Ag Today Monday podcast. Happy New Year. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. For many of you here in Indiana, agriculture is your life's work and legacy. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Throughout my career, I've been immersed in Indiana agriculture and appreciate the role that ACI plays on behalf of Indiana agribusinesses. ACI is the proactive voice for agribusiness, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. California's Proposition 12 takes effect beginning today and looking back on ag trade in 2023. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Well, there's a lot of uncertainty here in the new year for pork producers as California's Proposition 12 takes effect starting today. I don't know that there is a lot to be done with regards to Prop 12. The fact that it takes effect on January 1 leaves so many people asking questions and very little to actually do to prepare for it. And that's Bert Nelson, economist with American Farm Bureau. He says Prop 12 becomes California state law during a time of already great uncertainty in the pork market. We've got some bearish fundamentals. We just had the USDA's quarterly hogs and pigs report released. We found out that we still got quite a few hogs in the inventory. The breeding inventory was up 3% from this time last year. So what this means is we have more hogs in the market than we have demand. Nelson says that California's Prop 12 is about to throw yet another wrench into the market. California possesses about 13% of the demand for U.S. pork. And when Prop 12 goes into effect, we lose that 13% demand from the conventional marketplace. Now that we're facing a decreased inventory in the beef market, when will consumer demand start to pick up for pork products or will they as pork is a very close substitute to our beef prices? He adds there's still a lot of uncertainty about how the market will adjust in early 2024. When this takes place, the only pork that will be allowed for sale in that California market will have to be compliant with Prop 12. 
So that automatically removes many of our conventional producers from that marketplace. And so until we see some increased demand domestically and continued demand in our export markets, we are going to be at the mercy of whatever comes into play here. Read more at HoosierAgToday.com and on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app, a free download for iPhone and Android. Well, a USDA trade program announced in 2023 got a thumbs up from many in the ag industry. Sabrina Halverson has more. We continue our look back on 2023 with Director of Government and Public Affairs with the Ag Business Advisory Company, Pinion, Brian Keel. He said trade got negative marks for the year. However, there were some trade successes. One thing the Biden administration did that was great and that we support They announced a $1.3 billion regional ag promotion program paid for out of the Commodity Credit Corporation. So they've proposed this big market development effort. We think that's fantastic and certainly can help bolster the ag economy. Through RAP, USDA is providing up to $300 million in funding in its first year to support projects that help exporters break into new markets and increase their market share in growth markets. U.S. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. That program is really designed to create market diversification for trade opportunities, focusing on non-traditional markets, as well as providing some additional resources specifically for specialty crop exports. RAP funds are available to nonprofit U.S. agricultural trade organizations, nonprofit state regional trade groups, U.S. agricultural cooperatives, and state agencies that conduct approved market development activities to foster expanded exports and market diversification by encouraging the development, maintenance, and expansion of diverse commercial exports markets for U.S. agricultural commodities and products. The reason it's structured and designed this way is because it's important in order to utilize the Commodity Credit Corporation resources that it is distinguishable from the regular trade promotion programs. Keel says more work is still needed. We also need to open new markets with trade agreements, with tariff reductions, really working government to government, and, and we need to see that kind of activity stepped up in 2024. I'm Sabrina Halverson. And I'm C.J. Miller. Happy New Year to you and your family from all of us here at Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Radio Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Who's Your Ag Today's Indiana Farm a Forecast. Happy New Year. As we kick off 2024, we're doing so in a similar fashion to the way we finished 2023. I had one guy mention dark, gray, cloudy, nasty, just like the entire year was. All right, that's probably a little bit of an overstatement for 2023, but 2024 is starting mild. May not feel as mild due to the fact that we had a very, very warm Christmas, but temperatures still are above normal for this time of year. We are going to be seeing a couple of cool air incursions coming out of Canada off and on through the week. So here for your Monday, New Year's Day, we'll see clouds continuing to rotate through through probably mid to late morning. I am looking at clouds breaking up this afternoon.
as high pressure settles in out of Canada. Up the backside of the high, southwest flow will allow temperatures to be a little bit more moderate for your Tuesday. And then a reinforcing shot of cold air tries to come back down the, through Wednesday. It sticks here through the end of the week, Thursday, Friday, and into Saturday. Thing is, that cool air mass doesn't bring a lot with it. Probably some clouds for right away Wednesday, but nothing Thursday, Friday. We're going to be watching a weather system pass by mostly to our south on th this Saturday, the 6th. It's going to be tracking through the Tennessee Valley, the deep south, the Gulf Coast area. Plenty of rain down that direction, but not seeing anything really lift too much farther north. I look for some clouds in Indiana and maybe a few hit and miss scattered showers from I-70 southward. Nothing farther north. That's for Saturday the 6th. Sunday the 7th is dry. We get into Monday the 8th. Next week, a significant area of low pressure starting to build in the central and southern plains. This is a monster storm complex, but I don't think it really affects us much on Monday. We get into Tuesday the 9th. Yeah, this low is going to be lifting northeast. My track right now puts it from northeast Texas and southwest Oklahoma through the area just north of St. Louis by Tuesday morning sunrise, and then that low likely heads to the Sarnia, Port Huron, Bad Axe, Michigan area, up tip of the thumb at least, as we move through a Tuesday night into Wednesday. That track should keep us predominantly in the rain sector, but I won't rule out cold coming in as this low passes by and maybe rain ending as snow. At this point, liquid equivalent precipitation right now says quarter to one inch potential, and then we'll have the snow on the backside if it wants to materialize. I do think that we are chilly to finish out the rest of next week, Wednesday the 10th, right on through Friday the 12th, with Canadian high pressure coming in and taking control. Finally starting to see some cold air try and move southward out of the prairies with some staying power. But I'm not going to go over the top in terms of bitter cold just yet. We'll see how this pattern emerges. My thought is the cold air retreats back farther north as we get closer to this event. That's the way my look is this morning. Have a great rest of your day. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. A sell-off, and that ends 2023 grain market trade. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Friday Farm Market Review. Everything down. We'll have those numbers coming up. First analysis, which I secured from Brian Basting, Advanced Trading, right at the end of trade. Brian, as we close out the final day of trade for 2023, a bit of a negative tone, even when you look at crude oil and the equity markets, some other commodities as well. But certainly soybeans and wheat down, corn as it has been, seems to be caught right in the middle and trading around even as we close out the year. So some negativity in this final week of trade. There's some indications, Andy, that the South American weather, specifically Brazil, is changing as we begin the, the new year here. It's um, been quite dry. In fact, in some of those northern states of Brazil, it's the driest October, November December time period since 1979. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, with a lot of rain forecast the next two weeks now, some are saying that it could be one of the wettest starts to January in many years. So that's how quickly things can change. And I just remind your listeners that in markets right now, uh, in the absence of additional information, are trading on, on South American weather very closely. Um, so that'll be something to keep an eye on here as we move forward into 2024. Uh, first stages here, of course, the big news, Andy, report-wise, will be on January 12th 
when the USDA gives us a flurry of reports, final crop size for 23, grain stocks on December 1, um, a, a supply demand update, and finally a first estimate of winter wheat seedings for 24. So but between now and then, I think weather, uh, for, for, for wheat, it's kind of back and forth. Of course, tensions continue to be high in the Black Sea. That supports the market, but a lack of demand is, is keeping a cap on, on prices otherwise. And uh, for corn, it's just a grind, a grind lower for the time being. Uh, we are seeing more export business, but uh, just an ample supply for carryout projection here for 23-24. I looked uh, earlier today at corn, and we've been stuck for a long time. However, it looks like we are about $2 lower on the front month contract than that front month this time last year. So there's been some degradation there for sure. Yeah, you summarized that well. I always like to do that, too, at the end of a year and kind of look back where we were a year ago. Of course, we had some stellar prices in the fall of 22 with um, high yields uh, also. Uh, this past year in 23, we had some excellent yields for your listeners, for generally speaking, uh, in 23. But the price is, is reflected in the, the growing competition we're seeing worldwide. And what we saw in 2023 in particular was the loss of a big export market, and that's China for corn as China shifted to Brazil. And China is going to continue to get corn from Brazil. They're getting a little corn from the U.S. now, a little. Um, and that'll be something to keep an eye on because Brazil's supply from their record crop that they harvested the earlier this summer is running low now. But we may have a little window. But point being is that our export market is, is weak um, or has been weaker, weaker this year, particularly in China. And we're looking at some some bigger than expected crops, um, and that has weighed on the price. There's no other way to look at it. Um, world supplies are increasing. U.S. supplies, we're looking at a carryout at the moment, a little over 2.1 billion bushel. And just to give your listeners a perspective, last year was 1.3, so more than a 50 percent, five zero percent increase in the carryout. And that's weighed in the corn market for, for um, quite some time now. Brian, that's a wrap on 2023. We sure appreciate the opportunity to work with you throughout the year. Hope you have uh, a good New Year's celebration and most definitely a safe one. Well, thanks, Andy. I appreciate the opportunity to be with you and, and uh, enjoy visiting with the markets. And, and, of course, wish all your listeners a happy new year here and a very prosperous 2024. Brian Basting Advanced Trading, the number there, 309-664-2314. Here's how we ended the year, down three cents on March corn, 471 and a quarter. May, 484, down two and a half. July, 494, a two-cent loss. December contract, 503 and a half, down a penny and a quarter. January soybeans, 1293 and a half, 11 and three quarters lower. March, 1298, down 14 cents. And November, 24, 1245 and three quarters, 13 cents down. March wheat, 628, that was a three and a half cent loss. The meats, mostly lower too. February live cattle, 168.50, 42 cents down. February lean hogs, 67.97, down 47. Happy New Year. I'm Andy Eubank with the Friday Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible. <laughs>